Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Wasted Local Talent, a podcast where myself, Jed, and my co-host Daniel interview local bands and businesses in the West Virginia area to try to get them a little bit more exposure. Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. You look dehydrated. I, I'm actually opening up a bottle of water as we speak. Well, I'm basically a mind reader then. So Daniel has uh, kind of stolen one of my dogs. It has latched onto him like a child. Mr. Duke. And follows Hello. him everywhere, sleeps with him, does everything with him, which is okay because we have five, so it's just one less dog that we have to have in the bed. But how's that been, Daniel? How's Duke? How's Duke good. been treating you? Duke's been good. Um, yeah. Last night, actually, I like rolled over and kind of woke up in the middle of the night, and um, he was like right next to me. Typically, he sleeps at my feet. And uh, he was like right next to me, and I just rolled over and he's a big dog. And uh, I put my arm around him, like do kind of like, yeah, cuddle up to Duke, yeah, cuddle. The and dog. Uh, thinking his head was next to my head wasn't. No, I was, mm-hmm, yeah, face just right in his butt. Um, yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, he's I, got some bad farts. He does like real nasty farts. Yeah, I like to attribute like my smell of my room to his butt. But yeah, that's I, definitely why your room smells. <laughs> that's no. why your room smells for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the dog. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Sticking by that. Sticking by that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. So uh so this week <laughs> we're interviewing Bastion, right? Yeah. Bastion Justin uh Seibert, who's yeah. a good friend of yours actually. Yeah, Justin uh he actually got me into the IT industry, and uh, that's that's what he does. His his company, Bastion Services and Solutions, is a IT. I would say IT security company, but he kind of does everything. He kind of does everything start to finish, which website building, yeah, all like yeah, which all encompasses. Obviously, in the interview, he's going to go into more detail on that. But uh, where where can we find information about Bastion Services and Solutions? Uh, Bastion Services and Solutions is just Bastion dot services. Bastion.services, no .com, nothing like that. Just Bastion, B-A-S-T-I-O-N, dot .services. And he's actually open to Facebook communications as well, right? Yeah, you can actually message him on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash Bastion Solutions. And now, I'm going to take us to Wasted Local Trivia. Daniel, did you know that the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? No. <laughs> Would you like to know where they were cooked? I mean, not really, but I feel like you're going to tell me. I'm going to tell you no matter what. They were actually cooked in Greece. Yeah. Great. Greece. Cooked in Greece. And Daniel's leaving the studio now, so I'm going to take a second to tell you about Wasted Local Talent, the podcast that Daniel and myself run. I'm going to try to remember all the plugs off the top of my head because the computer's facing away from me. Uh, let's see. I think you can find us on Twitter at Wasted Local because they wouldn't let us make it longer than that. Instagram is at Wasted Local Talent. And Facebook, I think, is facebook.com slash wasted local talent. I'm pretty sure all of those are right. If they're not, I guess we'll edit it later. But if this is still in here, then they're correct. And we also have a website. It's 13palmtrees.com slash wasted local talent. I think that's right. So now we're going to take you to the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Daniel. And I'm Jet. And today we are wasting our talent with... Justin Seibert, the owner of Bastion Services and Solutions. So, Justin, tell us about Bastion. Um, all right, let's start with the inception and uh, conception of this this wonderful uh, business that I had here. So, I'm a network security engineer, and I left West Virginia for a while and uh, went to the Marines and got out and decided to go on to um, bigger and better things in Silicon Valley. I found myself coming back to West Virginia to raise a family. Love the area. I was raised here. And I said, man, there's just not a lot of services like this here. They're all up in Pittsburgh or they're out in the panhandle near DC. So I want to offer um, network services, general IT services, professional services, et cetera, to the north central West Virginia region. So I created Bastion. And kind of the, the you know, the reasoning for the name was, you know, a bastion in the hills, a bastion in the mountains. Because right now, West Virginia is kind of in an economic crisis, so to speak. You know, you, you, you wouldn't be able to tell by raw numbers or anything like that, but you would. You can look and see people need jobs. And, uh, you know, as technology gets better and better with the, uh, you know, energy jobs around here, uh, less and less people have to work. It's more machinery and such. So people still need jobs. And I've seen kind of West Virginia, as it, as it were, not to be insensitive, kind of an India of United States of America, where we can put a lot of customer service and technical service jobs here and provide a good service to the country because of a relatively low cost of living, because of um, 
you know, the multitude of workers here that are willing to work for not just, you know, not just, you know, crap wages, but a, a livable wage that's cheap comparatively to the rest of the country. So with that in mind, I went to bash, I, you know, I went to um, my, my accountant, my lawyer. I said, I want to do this. Let's incorporate. Let's do it. And uh, I started working immediately. I found the need was there. Um, started working right from the onset and, uh, you know, September 2017. And we've been going strong ever since. And I know for sure, like, one of the biggest uh, gaps that kind of needs filled is that, you know, general IT, like, th- we have that here. And right. we, we've had that here for a while. But the big thing that's always been missing is the security aspect of it. Right. And yeah. that's becoming more and more and more prevalent because cyber attacks mm-hmm. are increasing every single year and right. the gap needs filled. Right. Yeah. You said it the best way it could be. You know, that's that's the internet. It's the wild, wild west. Everything, everything is on the internet. Your phone, people's thermostats, refrigerators, uh, laundry machines, you know. Yeah. Everything can be connected to the internet to better provide a service to those that use it, the consumer or, or the business. And because of that, security has become this big thing. Like, you know, just a couple of months ago, you had, you know, WPA2, like the Wi-Fi security standard of all Wi-Fi security standards was cracked. Yep. And everyone's been using it for the last decade. And boom, it's not safe anymore. So what do you do? You have to rely on these security professionals such as myself and the, the team over here at Bastion to give you the security you need to operate. Because that's what technology is, right? Technology is an added Effort or some added benefit to your company. If you don't want, if you don't need technology, don't use it. But sometimes, most of the time, I would say the majority of the time, technology gives you that that extra oomph to get the job done in a more efficient manner. So, if you're going to do that, you're going to play the game of technology in your business, which I recommend to everyone. Make sure it's secure. And setting a Wi-Fi password anymore, it's not going to do it. No, no. <laughs> no. They had that big. Is that what you're talking about? The big breach where the uh, people mm-hmm. were breaking into the server or the. Uh, Home Wi-Fi network. Yeah, is that yeah. What it was? it's yeah. called cracked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cracked, and yeah. it just it. I mean, everyone's using it. WPA2 Enterprise mm-hmm. was the standard for Wi-Fi and business, and then of course, like you said, home networks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just your normal MacBook at home is susceptible to security. Uh, you know, security risks because many of those small home PC computers are used in zombie attacks, where they you know group up a bunch of bunch of bunch of home computers to attack you know well-known targets such as Facebook and. Stuff like that I've seen in my time in Silicon Valley, and you know, it's just that's what I'm here for. Let me give you a West, let me give you a local West Virginian um, veteran-owned company that can provide that service to you. And I'm not just some impersonal bigwig in you know Pittsburgh. I care about the area and the community. Yeah, yeah. and that's what makes it nice. Like uh, you know, being from West Virginia, you didn't come here from a different. St- state. No, seeing that yeah. there's not to like here. take advantage. Yeah, to of take advantage of it. Be like, no. I, I know there's nothing here. Yeah. So I'm going to come here and do my thing. But you're from here, and you care yeah. about the community. You care about West yeah. Virginia. Good people here. You know, uh, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. You know, we can all sit here and talk about the, the idiosyncrasies of the people and how we're like, well, that's kind of weird. Um, you know, I've been all over the United States, but Appalachian culture. Yeah, it's Appalachian yeah. culture. It is what it, it's beautiful in its own right, right? Yeah. And uh, some of the kindest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I trust my kids around them, and that's why I'm here to raise a family. Yeah, you know, and be invested in the community. So, uh, so Bastion provides not only just services, um, mm-hmm. but you'll actually you'll do the whole step, right? You'll you'll yeah. you'll pull product lists, mm-hmm. you know, show them to a customer, mm-hmm. kind of give them a couple different options, right? Yeah. Let them see, you know, doing this route is going to provide you this security at this cost. This right. route is going to provide you this security at this cost. Yeah. And then not only will you walk them through that process, but you actually also do the purchasing, the deploying. The configuration, like all that, and the management, right? Yeah. Everything, end-to-end security is what I call it. Right. Um, so, end, end-to-end security and um, technical operations. So, like, if you are a bank and you have six IT guys, well, hey, outsource that to us because we can do it for you at a cheaper rate. Not that, not just that, but a better rate. So, like, we can provide you better work, and, and we, we have a, tech, a large network of technical professionals we're able to pull on. Um, people with, you know, Bastion, I like to say, has over 100 years of experience because we have just, you know, a large team of 20 plus people that I can pull on and be like, you know, this guy has 10 years experience, you know, I have 10 years experience, yada, yada, yada. We can do this for you better than you could and you don't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah, that's nice for a bank or a school or um, a government agency or really any business of any kind you could think of. Um, we can do it. We can do it better. And a, and a big problem with security is, you know, you... You approach these customers and you you show them these options, and a lot mm. of people get sticker shock. 
Yeah. And they're, they're worried, you know, they look at it and they say, oh man, this is going to be really expensive. But what always ends up happening is, you know, you have one of two customers, right? You have mm-hmm. the customer that comes to you proactively yeah. because he wants to set up security where he sees a gap. Yeah. And then you have the customer that comes up to you reactively because mm-hmm. he's been breached and it has cost him X amount of money and he doesn't want that to happen again. It's the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. There's either proactive or reactive in the, in, in, in the not just security, but in IT in general. Yeah. Some big thing happens, you know, server farm crashes. Right. Or you didn't upgrade in time and you have no more, you have no longer have support on, you know, Windows 2008 R2, right? right? And they come to me, like I had a customer not too long ago, I'm going to keep him anonymous here, but you know, he got cracked and he had a lot of client data stolen. Thankfully, nothing too crazy, but it was definitely a privacy invasion. And he came to me and said, how can I prevent this from happening again? I'm like, well, do X, Y, and Z. Let me do it for you. And uh, let me check on you every couple months, you know, once a quarter. Just make sure you're okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about me gleaning profits or you know, setting you up so you need me to come by once or twice a week. It's my... You know, my general ethic, my ethos, if you will, is doing good work the first time. Right. Every time. So be proactive, not just in your security, but in your IT deployments. Make your networks good. Make them resilient. Make make your server and your services, you know, your web services and your web apps and stuff, make them good products from the start. And I can help you do that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. With that. So uh when you got into IT initially, mm-hmm. um, you started that while you were in the Marine Corps, right? Yeah, no, I did. Um, so I was in the Marine Corps, you know, just not to surprise anyone here, but I was actually an infantryman, you know, just a grunt. Machine right? gunner. Right, a machine gunner, right. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't, I knew a little bit about computers mostly because, you know, I've been playing War of Warcraft since 2004, uh, guilty. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, I needed to build these baller rigs so I can play this game and be addicted to it like no end. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's like crack, man. But um, that's where it started. So I, I'm, when I'm like 15, you know, I'm building these rigs. And my dad's, you know, probably yelling at me, "Why are you wasting all this money on computers?" But once I got in the Marine Corps and I did my two deployments to Afghanistan, um, and um, I got I got back, and I'm like, "Well, I've got a year left. What am I going to do?" So they sent me out. To go run the indoor simulated marksmanship trainer, and it was basically just a server farm of Windows 2K3. So I ran it, and I learned. I cut my teeth, and it was hard, and it was um, a lot of reading and videos and such. But that's where I started. Yeah, right around then. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know those feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what would you say? Uh, what made it difficult transitioning from? Mm-hmm. Your job in the Marine Corps, yeah, as an infantryman, into the job that you have now, because you kind of went from very polar opposites. You yeah. went from a job that is like I won't say one hundred percent physical, like eighty um, percent, but it's yeah. it's very you know a, a large portion of being an infantryman is just carrying stuff, carrying things. Yeah, you're a mule yeah. a lot of the time. It's great, and <laughs> you know you go from that where you know outside of. Uh, Squad tactics mm-hmm. and things related to combat, mm-hmm. you're not really expected to think all that much. Not too critically, no. No, just not really. Don't like, die. Yeah. <laughs> the job that you have, that's what you focus on. And you go from that to a job that is, I would say, the polar opposite, mm-hmm. you know, where yeah. literally every facet of the job is critical thinking. Yeah. Systematic, you know, logical thinking. Yeah. You know, and I call myself a systematician because I've, I've applied what I can learn, you know, what I've learned about systems and IT just to the world. Everything's a system, right? Yeah. But to you know, to get back on track, how did I, how did I do that? It wasn't too hard, you yeah. know. I'm I had a great motivator, and um, that was having a kid. Yeah, you know, I had my first daughter, and um, her name's Evelyn, and you know, I just knew I'd had to provide. So I looked at the market and I said, "There's a good field out here. Let me do it. Let me get an IT." And as you know, I was already been playing with it. I'm like, "Well, I I could just do this as a career." Turned out to actually like it a lot. Great. Let's go ahead and do it. And I say I'd say the hardest part because I got out and I had a job the first day because I'd been very proactive in right. finding a job, and you know just starting out as a lowly application analyst, making changes in a security scanner system, contacting the client, getting them up and running, running reports and that kind of stuff. And um, the hardest part was that it wasn't hard. I right. guess it's really easy. Yeah, I mean I had a knack for it. Obviously, you know yeah. that is what it is, um, and there's something to be said to that, but. Man, there's just always something to do as an infantryman, like clean guns, 
get yelled at. And if you don't have something to do, you're going to get something to do. You're going to get something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I guess that's probably the hardest part. And um, the second hardest part was just kind of acclimating to the civilian mindset yeah. with work. Because yeah. for me, I'm like, and still to this day, it has never, it's never gone away. It's probably one of, it's a positive and a negative. I'm all, like, I'm a busybody. Right. I want to do something. Right. Get like, keep working, keep working, keep working. Like, it, you know, I might get to a point where I'm waiting for a customer client feedback and I can't do anything until they respond. But like, I'm already mapping out the next four steps. Like, there's only four possible options they can take. They're probably not going to take these two. Let me go ahead and write up the, you know, the design for these two options. Right. As, and, and that's why I rose to the ranks so quickly when I started. You know, I was, a, you know, a junior security engineer when I started out. You know, t- two, three years later, I'm senior security engineer. I'm getting farmed from Silicon Valley. So, yeah, yeah. Th- that's probably why I did so well. Is just because it's not necessarily raw intelligence. Um, it's just um, what's the word for that? Hard headedness. Yeah, you just bang. That my, sounds right. Yeah, I'm going to bang my head against yeah. this so hard. It's going to it's going to get fixed <laughs> eventually. So. That's what happened, and um, I'm, I'm very thankful for what the Marine Corps taught me in that regard. Um, mainly, never to give up, because you know, in, in that context, it was you know, give up, die. So, kind of transferred that to <laughs> to the to the business entrepreneurial market. I'm like, well, don't give up. You're not going to die, but like, imagine if you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I totally see that mindset. Um, you yeah. know, also being in security. Yeah. Um, and a veteran yourself. And a veteran myself. Yes. Um, you know, you you have that mindset in the military of, you know, if there's a problem, you fix it. Yeah, don't don't think. Like do. Like what is the most logical way of doing this? Right. And just get it done. Yeah, don't don't sit back not you know, not not thinking is not necessarily the right way to say. It. Don't just sit back and postulate, well, who's going to do it? How are we going to do it? No. So take charge. Take charge. Get it do done. it. And adjust. I think I think the biggest uh the biggest benefit that transfers into into cyber is that you know, in the military, the funding's terrible. You never have enough money for anything. You, you never have enough equipment. You never have enough bodies. Like there's just you're always short on things. Right. And you make it work. And in in yeah. IT, it's kind of the same situation. It is. Yeah? You're <laughs> always making it work with what you have at your mm. disposal. And it's, if you can't, you get left behind. It's expensive, right? Yeah. So it is people very expensive. people are efficient. You you find real human ingenuity. Right. That, that human factor in IT because, well, we only have you know we only have. X amount of dollars. We really need X, you know, two times X, but you're gonna make it work with X. Right. And and, and that's you know that's part of the challenge of the business. Yeah. I, I run into that all the time. Small business offerings are probably about 50% of what I do. Yeah. Where I'm going into a doctor's office where, yeah, they make a good money, but they don't have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year to put towards an IT infrastructure. Right. So I've got to get creative and uh, make them something that's scalable, something that's gonna last them for three to five years. And um, at a good rate, right? And sometimes that that means I don't make as much profit. But again, that's that's another aspect of business. A lot of people miss is building a customer. You're base. building a customer yeah. base. You're getting invested in the community. And sometimes I hate when people try to make a month's pay off of one job. I hate that. That drives me nuts. And anyone who's ever had a contractor in their house has experienced it. And it's like you're trying to get like all your money out on this mm-hmm. one job, aren't you? And and, and that's something I I would. I definitely don't do because I hate it so much, you know, golden rule. And uh, yeah, that's that's part of the grind. And, yeah. and, and getting technology here in West Virginia is, is um, finding the people to do it. It's probably one of the hardest challenges, right? Um, there are not a lot of people around here. It's getting bigger. You, you and I both know from you know, yeah, personally. It's, it's getting bigger pretty quickly. It area. is. And, and I, I'm, I'm happy to see that more and more people should get involved with technology. It literally runs our world. Yes. For someone that's not technically savvy, just just know on a day-to-day basis, like at a doctor's office, of how much of your life depends on technology. At a lawyer, at a law firm, an accountant, all this basic stuff. It's all technology driven. So. Yeah. So uh I want you to go ahead and uh, so if somebody wants to get in touch with Bastion, yeah, sure. Well, we have a website. Um, we probably made like thirty web pages <laughs> in the last year, and um, it, we finally made ours a couple months ago. Bastion services. It's real easy. Um, HTTPS or HTTP. Take your pick. Um, I prefer HTTPS always. You might have some issues with some browsers if you don't. But Bastion services is the web page. You will find all of our information there. Uh, what we do, what we're about, um, our ethos, our values, and that kind of stuff as well as a way to contact us. You can always go on facebook.com 
and go to at Bastion Services. We're there. Give us a message. We respond within an hour. And you and do business over Facebook as well? Absolutely, yeah. Anytime. I mean, I, I, I like to end up with a face-to-face, but yeah, you could just got questions. Like, you know, hey, give me a ballpark of what this would cost me. Contact me. Yeah. We pride ourselves in that, you know, that we are personal. We're not a big monolith out of Pittsburgh who's been there for 10 years. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but they tend to get lazy over time. Um, and I hope I, I can avoid that, but we are personal. You, you call my, the number on my business card, the number on my website, it's my personal cell phone number. You know, give me a call and we'll talk about it. I mean, I, I give free, you know, free consultations, come out to your place of business, or we can go out to eat and talk about what, what needs you have. And I can give you an honest answer from the get go. You know, yeah. I, I can tell you like, hey, you're one an apple pie and you can afford an apple. So be realistic here. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, we can do that for you, but it's actually gonna cost as much or it's you know, hey, I actually found a way I can do it for you cheaper. So there can be more return. Yeah. Return on the investment there. So So break it down for, you know, people like like me who are <laughs> like words. Words. Um <clears throat> well, break it down for you, huh? Yeah. Just kind of like um basically like what you do, like as far as like you go into a business and like what like what do you offer as far as like just just something for people like yeah. me who aren't in the IT world that don't sure. know much about it? Well, um, there's three. You know, there's there's a here's a way to look at IT, information technology, right? That's just basically which is called technology. Mm-hmm. There's three or four. I might get to four. We'll see. There's software side, there's system side, and there's network side. That's a pretty good one, right, Jed? Those three sides. Yeah, and services. Yeah, and yeah, and, and the, then services that spawn from all three. Yeah, we do all of it. End to end. It's not just security, it's operations, it's professional services, it's operations and management. We do anything from government to private to nonprofit. And we actually prefer to do nonprofit. Um, you know, we like those because we want to again help our community mm-hmm. provide essential services through these nonprofits. But that I guess that's what we do. We go in, we find the need, we fill the need, and we do it according to your budget. So, like Jed said before, we'll give you a low, we'll give you a mid, mid and we'll give you a high. Like, you know, you want to put all the bolt, bolts and ratchet on it? Great. Yeah. Here's a quote. You want to do just what you need to get by for now and reassess in a couple of years? Here you go. That's good. Like, you don't go in and just highest price. Like, this nah. is what you have to pay. That's, that's good, like, you know, yeah. for... Because like, I've, I've owned a small business and, you know, doing you know, things like that, people come in, they're like, oh, this is how much it's going to cost you. It's like... That's ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So giving them that option, too, is really uh, right. cool. You know, things that... Because, like you said, doctors' offices, you know, different smaller businesses don't have that kind of budget to to put towards this, right? You know, well, there's so much out there, you know, on the market. There's you you have devices that are all in one, you know, security devices, right? You know, network devices, and even storage devices, all in one. Boom, just do it all, um, and we we can get those for you. We have access to over thirteen thousand vendors through our you know, various partner connections, and really just say a name. Or um, tell us your need, and we'll find it for you. You don't even have to tell us a name, and we'll go get it. Um, so we're we're very flexible in that way, and I, I pride myself in that. And that's a that's Appalachian culture, in, in, yeah. Um, yeah, in a word, flexible. Yeah, yeah. and we, we live <laughs> on the side of hills. Yeah, yeah. Nature be damned. We are doing. <laughs> we're doing. This. Yeah, we're doing this, and yeah. that's that, that. We 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 try to embody that spirit here at Bastion. Yeah. yeah. So you you said you started in 2017. So you've been mm-hmm. about a about a year now. Roughly. Almost September will be a year. So um, almost a year now, just shy. And we've done really well. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, from the minute I opened up and um, did my, did our first job for a law office, it was just referral, referral, mm-hmm. referral, referral from there. We didn't have a Facebook. We didn't have a web page. It's just kind of everyone needs a good IT guy, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay for now. Yeah. And we enjoyed it. Um, and we've. You know, we've now moved on some bigger stuff. You know, right now I'm, I'm, uh, we just won a contract for. A, I'm going to leave some names out here for anonymity, but um, some a large con, uh, hardware contractor that pitched out professional services to a large, uh, you know, mid to large range uh, professional business, and Bastion won the contract for the deployment. So we're going to deploy a bunch of devices that provide various ranges of network and system and security services and. We're pretty excited about it. Yeah. It's our it's our first big contract, and we actually have another one right in the mix now. So that is awesome. Before like, long, we we might have two contracts. I yeah. might. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I say might, but I'm actually hoping I get to hire on some trustworthy employees. Mm-hmm. Right now, we've done a lot of contracting and 1099ing out right now, and that's the the large pool I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. 
So I think one thing that a lot of people get wrong is that, you know, they have this idea that, oh, we're too small to be attacked. Right. You know, but honestly, those are usually the most prevalent targets because in general, they tend to have the weakest security. Right. They'll have their flat networks where the Wi-Fi and the wired are on one, or you'll Mm -hmm. have like, you know, a dentist, a dental office that has like their literal EMR, their electric uh, medical records on the same network as the guest Wi-Fi. That has no password. That has no password. Right. And I'm like... And isn't encrypted. Yeah, that's all it takes yeah. for you to not be HIPAA compliant, to uh, to to lose out on PCI DSS compliance. Like all this stuff that the government requires of you or private trade organizations require of you. The small businesses are the great targets. Mm-hmm. That's where people go to glean 500,000 yeah. bucks here. Where the or ransomware. Think about ransomware from just the end, you know, general... which. Explain ransomware because I'm sure people listening oh, don't know what ransomware yeah. is. Yeah, so like ransomware is where someone basically you you get a virus for what you know, lack of a better term, which we'll keep it general for yeah. now, and they lock up your hard drive and they encrypt it. Yeah. And you can't use the computer. You're done. Until you can't do them. anything with it. Yeah, until you pay them. And yeah. and here's the thing: if you pay them, nine point nine point probably not going to get. It. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, you're you're done. So th- there's real there's not very many ways you can get past that besides having good backups. Right. Well, right. Okay, fine. Which Take, is a service that you provide. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We do offsite backups for um, mission critical stuff, or just you know daily incremental or differential backups for businesses that need that extra edge of security at a very low price. That like usually either monthly, I prefer quarterly um, contracts that kind yeah. of stuff. So you know what you're getting from the start. Start and also you're able to hold me to a standard, which is a legal contract. But yeah, the, like stuff like that. These small businesses that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. They get wrecked. I'm not trying to like. Carthyism make people scared. <laughs> Be scared, but it's a real, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. It's a, I mean, yeah, it's anything just, from that. I mean, to just people getting hacked through their personal, their stuff, social media, their, social, yeah, media. social media, yeah. spam through yeah. email. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to think like people do that, you know. And if you don't mm-hmm. have a good security system on your small business, and like yeah. you said, that they've got the same all their stuff on the same yeah. Wi-Fi that people can access. It's yeah. like that's you know you got people's medical records, social security numbers, yep. all that stuff is out there. Yeah, no, it's that's scary. It is. Yeah. It is, especially in a world that is mostly electronic. You yeah. know, identity theft wasn't a big thing until we became electronic because it's obfuscation, right? There's multiple layers that people can hide themselves as. Like, yeah, no, I'm actually Joe Smith. And because there's like 10 layers of technology in between them and they don't actually have to show up anywhere physically now, you can go on Amazon, buy whatever the heck you want. I mean, I get toilet paper to my front door every <laughs> month. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Um, but. <laughs> They can do that. Yeah. yeah, you can buy a fifteen hundred dollars swing set online. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just something you need to be aware about. Yeah. You, you need to be causing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and something that you had mentioned earlier uh, with the HIPAA compliance, mm-hmm. that's something that you actually provide, right? Oh yeah, no, we as a service we provide all levels of compliance from P- PCI DSS for credit card transactions to HIPAA to DISA for government organizations. I mean, you can think of the compliance you know, letters, so to speak. <laughs> We do it. Yeah, because I think that's something that a lot of people getting into a business in the beginning probably don't realize that Mm -hmm. even just to have a credit card reader, Mm -hmm. you have to be compliant to a certain level. And the thing is, you know, sure, you can just plug it in and use it, but if you're attacked, you're liable. You're liable to that if you're not compliant. And yeah. I, I, I doubt very many small businesses understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, of, the, of the about 30 small businesses I've serviced over the last year, I can tell you about 50% of them were at the minimum level of compliance. That is like check-in box, enough. I yeah. made it. Great. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you made it and you get hacked still. You're still liable for mm-hmm. those damages. And then about another 50% thought they were and they definitely weren't because they went on Google and you know anyone can search stuff, which is great. I'm glad for information like that to be available. But uh, yeah, I'm HIPAA compliant. This website said I was. That's all I had to do. No, no, you're not, bro. And that's kind of a problem too with with IT in general. It's like you know you, you try to offer someone a security package mm-hmm. and they kind of like I said before they get the sticker shock a little bit. But then one of the things that you see really often mm-hmm. is they identify the fact that okay we need more. Security. Yeah, they agree with my assessment. Yeah, and mm-hmm. well, even maybe before they talk to you, yeah. you know, on their own, they they identify that okay, we we should probably have some form of computer security. Yep. And then they go to their employees and they say, hey, who knows anything about computers? Yeah. 
And some some guys like, oh, I, I I have built a couple computers before. Cool, you're the IT guy now. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're good. We have an IT guy. And it's like, you know, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, that's not an IT guy. Like, yeah. you're not secure. I have a funny story about that. So I went to a law firm once, and I said, hey, your front desk reception area is like two feet away from the door, has all your client data on it, just a network drive. Great. No password on the computer. You just push enter to log in. I'm like, first off, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> Please just put a password put on. Put passwords on everything. Yeah, right. If that's Good not passwords. If people don't know that much, let me give you a free bit of advice. Put like a long stringed password. Like usually a phrase, numbers and exclamation points don't necessarily help. Don't write it down. Don't write it down. Make it something you remember that isn't your birth date or your kid's name that people can get from social media. Or the phone number of the building. <laughs> Which is so common. That's so common. <laughs> so common. Wow. <laughs> but it, so anyway, this this um this business was located near a high school, and uh, some high schoolers didn't even like have malicious intent. They just were kind of being high schoolers, right? With Wi-Fi access and probably some script kitty, you know, uh, Cain and Abel or something like that. And they broke into the Wi-Fi and they went onto this network share because it was listed. Boom. And so they deleted all the data, all the client data, which is a big deal. Not necessarily for the sense of like privacy, but just because they need it to operate. Yeah. I'm like, huh. So like, do you have like cloud backups? Maybe Dropbox? I'm like, no, no, nothing. I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all fried, dude. Yeah. I, I wish you would have actually used me when I came in. It wasn't like I came in at like top dollar either. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. People learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah. Um, I personally learned that way. So I understand. I just wouldn't want to learn that way as a business. There's a I lot guess. of risk. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of clients. A lot of, lot of risk. Yeah. Yeah, because once yeah. you get if you get hit like that and you lose that data, mm -hmm, you lose mm -hmm. your client's trust. You do oh, you absolutely. Like, and this is small town West Virginia. Mm -hmm. You know, it, we're getting bigger, and we're you know we're not so small townish anymore. But people talk. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All takes word is, of mouth. Yeah. Big like time. I said, yep. that's how we got the you know first six months of our jobs was just pure referral. It wasn't me cold calling or anything. I, I mean, I remember setting aside a marketing budget. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> I've got too much work to do already. Yeah. So. Hey, Daniel. What are baseball teams, businesses, and late 70s and early 80s rock bands that are named after electrical currents all have in common? I'm really tired of your trivia, Jed. They all need the thunder, Daniel. And lucky for them, one of our sponsors just so happens to be a locally owned and operated business based right here in Morgantown. Their name is Thunderprints, and they're a screen printing company, and every single print that they make is made in-house, pulled by hand, and not on a machine. They have been slinging merchandise since 2009, and they can pretty much do it all. T-shirts, hoodies, tote bags, anything that you need, they can probably do it, so you should contact them. And speaking of contacting them, they're going to bring that business aspect down to a personal level. So get a hold of them at thunderprintswv.com or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at thunderprintswv. And if you mention the promo code THUNDER13 when you purchase your merchandise, you're going to get 13% off your first order. So go and check them out. So, uh, so one of the things I want to talk about is you have plans for the future outside of IT oh, yeah. as well right? oh, yeah. for yourself yeah on a personal measure and I, you know i guess it's good for anyone to do business with me to know me so yeah. let's switch go into that i guess yeah so uh so you want to venture outside of it right yeah no eventually you know it's it's been a good field and i do love it i like the challenge and um the dynamicness of it if there's that's a good word um but um i have a passion to to be involved in um you know, day-to-day -day legal issues that occur in America today, right? And, um, you know, legal and philosophical and political, you know, theory-related issues. So within the next five years, I will be transitioning from, you know, very successful Silicon Valley-based, you know, network security engineer to um, lawyer. So I, I'm going to to uh, WVU Law next year, class of 2019 fall. We're going on a part-time basis, um, as a father of three kids and married, uh, but and running a business and running a business, but like I said before, I am in fact a busybody. So yes. it, wor it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it works out for me. So I mean, I, I plan on growing Bastion at the same time. So for the entire five years that I'll be going to school part time, I plan on keep on going with Bastion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on running it. Probably have to you know quit my day job, which is fine. We're we're positioned to do that pretty clearly now, and. Um, 
hopefully once I'm done with law school, I'll be able to run Bastion and then start my own, you know, private law firm and go from there and work on such issues as, you know, um, you know, civil lawsuits and, um, uh, civil, civil case action and that kind of stuff, um, within the government spheres as well as, um, you know, the personal fears. So my main goal in all that is in the same way, I really opened a business. I want to help people. I want to provide good services. And I think everyone guilty or not scumbag or not deserves a lawyer and a good one that's going to take care of them. So here I am. It's, it's weird how it happened. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> it is. Well, what happened? <laughs> I found myself reading all these philosophy and legal books and history books. I'm like, man, how do I like, do this for a living? I'm like, oh, I could just be like a lawyer, bro. So <laughs> I've got the intellect, uh, and uh, thankfully I've got the means to pay for the education. So let's do it. Thanks, Marine Corps. Yeah, thanks thanks to the United States Marine Plug Corps. Plug the Marine Corps here. <laughs> they, made, they made good on their promises, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so they're paying yeah, for that's, my education. Uh, that's an interesting path to travel, kind of going from, small, like you said, small town West Virginia to mm-hmm. the Marine Corps overseas mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. coming back in, jumping into IT, and then... Here pretty soon, you're going to be transitioning into law. You know, I hate to say it this way because a lot of people don't like talking about themselves. But like, I just got really freaking good at doing what I do. Yeah. I succeeded in everything I've ever done in IT. I, I made it. I went straight to the top, minus like going into like director, VP level, and that kind of stuff. I stopped there because it's not necessarily my goal to like work at the large head honch of a large, you know, faceless company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm again. I'm really big on local, small, community-based companies um, because you, you know the people get more face time that way. But um, what it comes down to is that I'm a fantastic problem solver. That's what I do. I, I solve problems on every scale. I've done it for. I've stopped DOS, you know, DDoS attacks on Facebook through you know I'm not going to say their names. Multiple, multiple ISPs. I've I've solved. So you're going to have to use less acronyms because oh. people are not going to know what you're talking about. For multiple multiple internet service providers, yeah. you know, um, and a DDoS. A DDoS is a distributed denial of service where they essentially just smack something with a hammer, a digital hammer, enough to make it go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I, I've done that to finding that little that little problem in one device and one network that's just causing a spiraling decay. I've done it all. The largest networks you could ever think about working in the United States of America. Never gone overseas yet, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and I just figured, man, if I can solve all of these problems in the technical sense, let me take my systematicianness, so to speak, to the legal world, to the political theory world, to the philosophical world, and let me give it my best shot to better the world we're in. Specifically, starting in West Virginia, you know, I want to stay local. I don't want to leave and go to DC and become a magnate. I want to stay here, fix the problems we have here, which, as we all three know, are way too many. Monumental, <laughs> monumental amount of yeah. problems, right? And I want to solve them. And you know, it might not be this um, solution where everyone wants to go all binary and go partisan and like, well, it's the Republicans, well, it's the you know, it's the Democrats. No, it actually might be a little nuanced, a little bit more nuanced than that, buddy. Not yeah. everything's binary, believe it or not. Um, so that's, that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, honestly, like, you know, for anybody listening, Justin and I are old friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known you for a long time and I don't think you give yourself enough credit for just how busy you normally are. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he was in the Marine Corps, the military in general is fairly busy. Um, and you know, he transitioned while in the Marine Corps to basically picking up it all on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, if you ever are at his house, he has just bookshelves upon bookshelves of what are the most boring looking books that I have ever <laughs> seen about philosophy and politics and religion and science and just history. Like, what was that book that I was looking at the other day? Uh, what like we, the history of the Persian Empire? Yeah, no, it was um, it was how we then shall uh, how should we then live by Francis Schaeffer, an overview of Western. <laughs> I feel like a nerd saying it. Yeah, <laughs> an overview of Western no. culture and and its decline. And uh, and then the, oh the other one I think I know what you're talking about it was um, the rise and fall of Rome yes the rise yeah. and fall of Rome yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean I'm a big history buff yeah and a big science buff great but just the the level of of nonsense that you just pack into that <laughs> head is just unbelievable you know we got we got to know where we're coming from there's nothing new under the sun we like to think there is sometimes that we've oh this is new I'm like no more like ten times nine nine point seven times out of ten there's nothing new and right. when we look back in the past and see. Who mucked this up before? 
Yeah. Because I'm going to find out how they did it. Maybe not on the you know particular level, but on the universal or the principal level. I'm like, oh, that's that's how Rome fell. Oh, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> As a country, when we try to when we try to start, you know, in your sphere of influence, and the sphere of influence for anyone listening is your county. That's your sphere of influence or your city, and that's where you start. I encourage anyone to get involved if they think they know a problem exists. You have a moral ob- uh, obligation to fix it. Yeah. So do your best. You might not. You might not win. You're probably gonna fail. I fail all the time. Just like reading, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that guy just said. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> I'm gonna try it again with bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> See if that helps. <laughs> but you know, and that's what lubricant. you. Yeah, that's what you do. You you yeah. you try and try again, and, and you know, if it's off or not, you tried. Yeah, you tried, man. That's, so that's what I'm doing here. I might completely fail law school. It might, I might be like mid first year and just like, man, I can't do this crap. Well, okay, fine. I'm going to do whatever else I can to try to fix the problems I know exist. So we're going to keep trying. Yeah, it's the fact that you tried. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't not approach something just because you think you might fail. It's the first it's, step you know, to success yeah. and failure for that matter. And you're never going to know until you do. Um, and there's obviously more merit to succeeding. Like, don't give me, I'm not going to hand you your trophy <laughs> for no reason. All right. Like, but um, you got to try first. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm also, you know, on a personal level, very, um, very ingrained into the local community here at Fairmont. I'm a coaching for the, uh, you know, Y6 summer league. My daughter is on the team. I did uh, assistant coach last last uh, spring, fall, fall. There you go, fall, and uh, really enjoyed it. You know, just a lot of these kids that don't have good family lives, I can help them out and give them a positive role model. So I'm doing that again here next year. Um, Really, it really uh, ingrained my a local church up in Morgantown, Christchurch, Morgantown, of which I'm a member. And um, you know, for anyone listening, you know, Bastion is a Christian-based company, and uh, that word "Christian" comes with a lot of negative mm. connotations. So, like, let me level the playing here, playing field here. I don't want you to believe what I believe just because I believe it. First off, yeah. but here are the guarantees you're getting from a Christian-based company: you're getting good work ethic from the onset. I believe that I am required morally to provide you a good product. And that doesn't mean profit farming. And that doesn't mean setting you up for failure that you need me every one, every week so you have to bill you more. It means giving you a good, honest product from the onset. And that honestly, that generally means I'm not going to do something to you that I don't want done to me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would say that's kind of an insurance for anyone that wants to do business with me. I hold that personal belief very tightly, very proudly. It's on my webpage. And... Um, you, we have, hey, we might not agree personally. That's fine. I can still do business with you, and I'll provide you a good product based on that. I think that's a very uh, it's a it's a lacking characteristic of society mm-hmm. is um, the ability to just coexist yeah, to like see past said, differences yeah. and just you know we've been friends for like a long time yeah. since yeah since we got in that fight in your front yard and your sister yeah. thought we were killing each other <laughs> yeah it's been like 12 years i think it's longer than that dude it's high school so like 15 yeah else? okay yeah yeah 13 years yeah 13 14 years now and you know we as we've grown up to adults and we believe what we believe you know jed's an atheist yeah i'm a christian yeah. and we're still best friends it never i mean obviously we have disagreements and it's literally come down to that we're sitting in my office we're drinking bourbon and we're like, wow, no, I, I'm, yep, you're wrong. And Jed's like, no, no, yep, you're wrong. And we're like, well, and then we just move on. Like, yeah. would you like more bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that's just the end of it. It is. It is. And, and that, you're never going to make everyone believe what you believe. It's never going to happen like that. But be true to yourself. This is what I tell everyone that I disagree with. Be true to yourself. If you believe something, believe it, and know why you believe it, and back it up. And even on a very polite, in a polite way, in a respectable, tactful way, argue it. Fine. But don't end a relationship just because someone believes something that you don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're, they're incompa- incompatibilities. If someone legitimately believes in like child sacrifice, probably not going to be friends with them. <laughs> but that's not, what, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about like differences uh, between the, you know, even Catholics and Protestants, atheists and Christians, and, or atheists, atheists and theists, theists proper. Um, everyone's got disagreements politically, religiously, yeah. ideologically, philosophically. Fine. Focus on those things that you can change. Be true to yourself. Argue those points where you can. And um, I guess I would say don't don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. It's probably the best of my corny euphemisms for today. Um, 
comparison. You still need to have a relationship with people yeah. if you're going to affect change. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a hard balance to strike. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there are people who are like, you're, you know, what are they? I've been called bigot so many times. Like, you're a horrible bigot, Republican bigot. I'm like, first off, I'm not a registered Republican. Shut up. Um, <laughs> second off, um, you're wrong. And, you know, hey, we can still be friends. Would you like to go out to Ramble Root and get a, get a beer? And of course, you know, I get a finger or something else. But again, like with most things, just do what's right. Yeah. And that's, you know, you heard it in the Marine Corps all the time. You were, you were in the Navy, but you were greenside corpsman. Do the right thing. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that means a different thing, but be true to yourself. I think that's a, I think it's a good, good piece of advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Justin is a very intellectual person, reads a lot, very smart, right? Network engineer, big time, going to do law, all that. Like he checks all the boxes for smart person. Sure. Tell us a story about whenever you were working on your dryer. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So so I, I just got married, paint the picture for you. My wife and I couldn't have a honeymoon, not only because we couldn't afford it, I'm, you know, probably could afford a cheap one, but corporal pay. Yeah, Lance Corporal. Oh no, that was Lance Corporal. Oh yeah, pay. yeah. E three, E three in the Marine Corps. Um, but we got. I had to get back because I had so I was in uh, the advanced mil, uh, machine gunners course. Yeah, advanced machine gunners course, and I went away on a weekend to get married and came back. So on a Sunday night, I I go into my house and you know someone gave me a washer and dryer. Went and picked them up, put them in. All this good stuff. Got the washer hooked up. You know I'm. You know, I'm an engineer. I'm pretty handy, or at least I have the proclivity. You were not an engineer then. That's true. (laughs) You were a grunt. Yeah, I still had the proclivity, but I also liked to move fast. So I looked at my, I looked at my, um, you know, my breaker board. I had to plug in the dryer. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to turn off the breaker to the dryer. It's labeled dryer. You know, most people who are good engineers would have plugged in something to see if it was still on. (laughs) So what I did is I plugged in the end, you know, like on those old dryers where the power cord was like screwed in, literally that's how Mm -hmm. it conducted electricity. Mm -hmm. Um, So I plugged it in and I like took the cord and I put it right, you know, right. I'm like, put the screws in and I put the screwdriver (laughs) down. (laughs) Just got blown away, blown into a wall. Like caved Launched in the drywall. Across the room. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, wow. en- the entire the entire apartment oh, went black. Every what did ap- you say? What was the first thing you said? <laughs> my wife's in the room and she's like freaking out. I'm like, because it's all dark and I just feel wet on my face. I'm like, am I dead? <laughs> 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 Is this really what got me? I just I just got back from Afghanistan. <laughs> am I dead? <laughs> and Rachel yeah. Rachel responds to me and pretty being pretty calm, honestly. Newlyweds, two days married. She said, no, you're not dead. What the hell did you do? <laughs> so I, so I'm, you know, most men, when they get hurt, they're big babies, whether they like to admit it or not. And I was just freaking out because I felt all this liquid on my face. And I'm like, I took shrapnel on my face. Is it? I, like, you know, I'm scarred. I probably can't, I can't see because I was opening my eyes. I couldn't see anything except bright flashes. And I'm, it's welder shock for it. You know, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's bright light in your face. You go Temporarily kind blind, blind for a couple minutes, yeah. um, and uh, my wife like puts her arm over her shoulder, my arm over her shoulder, and she's like, "Come out in the light," because like the outside lights had turned back on by now. And um, she's like, "No, you you don't have blood on your face." I'm like, "Rachel, what is it?" She's like, "It's not." I'm like, I'm like, "Oh, so like I'm just covered in like green and yellow mucus everywhere from my body being shocked. It's yeah. just freaked out, right?" She takes me to the hospital, which is like, you know, off of Western right mm-hmm. there, two minutes from my apartment. What was that Onslow? Yeah, Onslow. Yeah. And Onslow yeah. Memorial. And, and um, she, she, they look at me and they're like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> I'm like, so <laughs> funny story. I shocked myself with a dryer. She's like, oh, honey, you had a 220 go across your heart. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, that happened. She's like, <laughs> Surprised you're not dead, to be honest with you. <laughs> and and uh, so they, they took me in, checked my heart, everything's good. Like, I have no idea how I'm alive today. Um, that's like one of many stories. Yeah. And and <laughs> and just in case anybody thought that he might have learned from that. Nope. Uh well this let's see, this would have been about four years later, about a year ago, uh, we were installing a shed in his backyard and <laughs> we were trying to get this uh 
outlet box yeah. installed. Yeah. And it was a metal outlet box. Sure was. Yep. And <laughs> he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a screwdriver to it while it was hot and it was like. <laughs> and I even said, yeah. I even told you beforehand, yeah. I was like, hey, that might be live. And you were just like, yeah, well, I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it got me a little bit and I dropped it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's live, dude. <laughs> we need to go turn off the breaker. <laughs> So I, I, I wired up my shed, you know, for anyone listening wondering why we're doing electrical work in a shed. Big 10 by 20 building. And I basically run my business out of it. So yeah. It's, uh, it's been great. It's, a, you know, it's got all my books and, you know, I have, um, I like to think of a classy guy. I've got my cigars, my bourbon, and um, all my stuff there. So I can just sit in there, think, do work, read, that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a man cave, but a man shed. Mm-hmm. I personally think every man in America should have one. Yeah. Fully endorsed. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Fantastic, honestly. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Jed. And I'm Daniel. And this week, we wasted our talent with... Justin Seibert, the owner of Bastion's Services and Solutions. You can reach me at 304-435-9945. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another electrifying episode of Wasted Local Talent. Daniel and I have had a ton of fun recording this one. Uh, Daniel, Bastion, tell us where we can find more information about him. Um, You can find him online at bastion.services, not .com. Not .com. Bastion.services, B-A-S-T-I-O-N, .services. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash bastionsolutions. Yeah, and Justin, uh, Justin and Bastion, they're a great source for all of your IT needs. You could even say that he is the god of thunder whenever it comes to IT-related solutions, but maybe don't go to him for dryer work. Thanks again for listening. Uh, this has been Wasted Local Talent. Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us in the studio most times, um, but uh, <laughs> online if you'd like to, to uh, check us out. Um, we can go to facebook.com slash wastedlocaltalent. On Instagram, you can uh, see what we look like. You might not want to do that. Um, It's Instagram. It's at Wasted Local Talent. On Twitter, at Wasted Local. You can also check out our parent company website. It's 13palmtrees.com slash Wasted Local Talent. On there, there's actually a form at the bottom of the page that if you would like to be on the show, you can scroll down, fill that out, shoot me an email, and we'll get you booked on here right away. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you're hearing and uh, leave us a review because those really help us out. And if you like the music that you're hearing right now, it's a band from Morgantown. Um, Morgantown. Last week we said Elkins and we messed that up. I apologize. They're called Worst Kept Secret. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Worst Kept Secret WV and then Bands in Town by searching Worst Kept Secret. The song is called Bender. They absolutely love playing it live. It's their favorite song. So if, you, uh, if you're if you at a show, definitely request it. They'll play it for you probably three times. All right, Daniel. It's been a lot of fun. It's been fun. Today was today was uh, fun with Justin. Well, it was a shocking interview. It was a very shocking interview. Yeah. I also don't understand half of that, <laughs> the whole line of work. So, But everybody, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Wasted Local Talent. Please like and subscribe our podcast and tune in next week for another episode. This podcast has been brought to you by 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. Check us out online at 13palmtrees.com.